Hey, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Outlaw Radio Show. My name is Zach Adams. So glad you joined me tonight. I pastor a church located just outside of Athens, Georgia. The name of the church is Calvary 316. I am joined, as always, in studio by the man that needs no introduction. Typically, Dick Dastardly is his moniker, but he's Scrooge McDuck. This time of the year, the man that hates Christmas, Creighton Vaughn, welcome. Hello, hide your children. Santa's not real. Oh, well, that's I true. gave a warning. You did give a warning. No, you did give a quick warning, but no, there was no pause, no lead in. No, 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 no. <clears throat> I, I didn't want them to actually have time to hide their children. I wanted to just oh, ruin Christmas yeah. for children You just wanted everywhere. to ruin Christmas because for Because it's a commercialized garbage holiday oh my goodness. that bastardizes the birth the, of my God. Explain to the audience how this show works. Well, we start with me uh, ranting about how much Christmas is a garbage holiday. And then uh, Zach will rant about something else, no doubt. And then what we'll do is we'll have a, a short Bible study uh, where I present a topic that Zach doesn't know about. Neither do the other people that will be introduced soon. Um, and he will have to riff on it uh, and come up with a Bible study that is usually and most often non-heretical. Um, <laughs> well, and <laughs> the confidence you've shown. And is very good. Um, and so it's a lot of fun. We have a lot of fun. Everyone here is a little bit crazy. Um, and if you would like to be a part of the madness, you can leave a comment in Facebook or YouTube. Um, I actually just found out recently that we are getting comments like later on after the show is Oh, aired. really? How about that? Um, we have a few that I have not paid attention to. So if you have posted one of those, uh, I will be following up on those. We have two like paragraph comments on our Rob Bell video that I read earlier, they did not like your take. Um, so we're going to, we can follow back on that. We need to do like a, Oh, that's um, great. Yeah. We might re revisit no, like, the Rob what, Bell like What episode. was the gist of it? So the gist of it was that. Were they Rob um, Bell defenders? Yes. The gist of it was that Rob Bell is a man who likes to ask questions and um, that we are scared evangelicals. Oh. Um, and that our, I, one of the sentences in the first post was like, you can tell that the angle of this was someone who is jealous of Rob Bell's success. And I was like, that's not true. But it was very interesting. We might do Which, an episode Which, by the way, jealous of Rob a, Bell's success. Yeah. Like, what is Rob Bell successful at? Like, he's dropped off planet Earth. Like, not even Oprah wants anything to do with him. Look, I understand you know that, I mean? and <laughs> you understand funny. that. But this guy was... Oh, that's funny. It was very much like, you guys took a weird turn on this, and you are just scared of the... The progress that Rob Bell, it was that. The progress. Yeah. The, you know, the progress. One of these episodes, we'll go through a whole thing. The, Ro the progress that Rob Bell made where he's no longer a Christian. Yes. <laughs> right. What progress? Yeah, that that's what I found interesting uh, about it was these were two people who were claiming to be Christians, at least from the looks of it. Um, none That's of they awesome. didn't come out and say they were, but it seemed like that way. Hey, so also and, we, yeah, we, go we, ahead. So you, you have to share with the audience. We, um, uh, we got targeted by YouTube this week or last week, right? Last week. So explain yes. to the audience. Like I, I, I actually feel kind of proud about this. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, if you've been on YouTube a lot, you'll know that there is a community guideline strike system, uh, which is if you say something or do something that goes against the terms of service on YouTube, they can strike the video. And the way that it works is the first strike you get is a warning. The second, you are banned from uploading or live streaming for a week. The third, you're banned from uploading your live stream for two weeks. And the last, they just delete your channel outright. They just, now, I, just I wanna, gone. I want to interject real quick before you, before you share what happened. Is like, so there's a lot of people, like we, we you, you've heard the phrase cancel culture. Mm -hmm. You know, and, and like widespread... Um, you know, banning of information and deplatforming of individuals. And it's always placed in the context of like, like large YouTube channels, millions of viewers. Yeah. Millions of viewers, people that are monetizing that like, mm -hmm. it ends up being like, well, you're making money on this. And as a result, we feel like this fiduciary responsibility to make sure you're not spreading misinformation, et cetera. I don't know who gave them that authority, but you're not paying for the platform, so then they have the... So you think of this in, like, thousands or even millions of followers and, like, high profile. But, like, like our dozens of people, they came after us. Yes. And so what did they come after? This is what I find to be so ironic. I came into the office, by the way, and Creighton was like, 
hopping mad. I've never seen Creighton so upset. <laughs> I was like, what's going on? He's like, we got a strike from YouTube and I'm outraged. And Mm-mm. you sent a, uh, like a, you challenged it and whatnot. So did you pick it up? Take it from there. Yeah. So it was on um, the second video after your coma. Right. Um, and so at first I wasn't Myacoma sure. coma from COVID. Yes. And the way they do the um, copyright strikes is when you get one, you get a little notice from YouTube and it says, hey, your video has been delisted from YouTube. It's this video. It's for this reason. And it said COVID misinformation. <laughs> and then they just hand you the video. Like here's a 115 minute video somewhere in here. You said something that goes against our terms of service that they deem to be misinformation that they deem to be misinformation that you, that it's a strike. If you get four of them, your channel's gone. Everything that you've uploaded to YouTube will be perma deleted. And I was like, what? <laughs> because literally they just give you the whole video and they're like, yeah, this goes against our, so what this part of this strike. you have a problem with, right? You right. Know? They don't tell you. And so I actually found out after, because I wasn't sure when I was first looking at it, what episode it was. Cause once again, this was six months ago or something that we actually uploaded the video. It was our Roe v. Wade episode where in the beginning you talk about, um, your, your, how, how you're moving forward after the coma. Cause the first okay. episode we did back was your, was so like, it was like, it, just a, it was one of my little rants where I just was giving an update on things. It wasn't even like the whole episode. Yes. It was one of your little rants. I assume it was the part where you talked about your doc, your doctor stance on your like freshly awoken body getting a COVID Any type vaccine. of medicine. <laughs> right. Like you were like, yeah, my doctor doesn't want me to do anything right now. I assume that's what they, what they, but took you're, assu- to. you're assuming they never clarified. No, 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 no. But they, they did, you did win, right? Yes. Yeah, so I appealed it, which is, they give you a little text box and they give you like a thousand characters or something. And I was like, yo, what's going on? Like, this is, <laughs> I just assumed that it was the COVID thing. So I was like, this is a guy who is literally in a coma earlier this year from COVID describing his thing. Like, why did you strike our, what is going on? Can you guys give me any more information? Like, this is ridiculous. You know, the whole deal. And then um, it took, five or six days and I got a notification and it was like, Hey, your appeal has been granted. Your video's back up. <laughs> so you can go and watch our Roe v. Way video. There you uh, go. From May. There you go. I, I will yeah. say, I will say one of the things that's very alarming about the whole deal is okay. So YouTube's a private business. Um, and again, you're not paying for it. So it's, it's, it's free and that's kind of the workaround. So people are like, Oh, well, Twitter or Facebook or, you know, YouTube censoring information, um, you know, they're not allowed to do that. It's limiting free speech. That's not true. Like they can do whatever the heck they want to do because it's their platform and you're using it for free. So they can pick anything that they want to cancel you on. They can cancel you on. It's their business. Like you're not given any type of particular right. Now, I do know you can get into the federal regulations of, of you know, the parameters in which they can operate, et cetera. But here's the big thing. I don't know if you saw this, that, uh, so Twitter was purchased by Elon Musk. And so he's been doing this whole big dive into Twitter and what it's been doing for the last few years. And he announced today, and this is where things get sketchy, that Twitter is absolutely guilty of election interference. Really? Oh, and, and he pointed to, he's got correspondence apparently again, allegedly, um, of the white house telling Twitter that they need to ban certain words, certain phrases, certain stories. Now, that is absolutely 100% illegal under the First Amendment. The government cannot censor speech. Right. It, private business can, but the government can't use a private business to limit speech. When you start colluding with the government, things get weird. It gets very weird. And so, like, this whole COVID stuff, you know, when you talk about COVID, YouTube can do whatever they want. That's true. But if they're getting their orders from the federal government... We have a major problem in just regards to First Amendment uh, liberties and whatnot. Right. So, regardless of where you land. It doesn't matter where you land. Like it's protect. It's about protecting speech and, and the right to speech, even speech that's not true. You know, yeah. because again, if, if you're going to, do we really want Google? Uh, the arbitrators of truth and, and, you know, what is true and false. Right. Um, I would say no. Anyway, so the show, Creighton, thank you for sharing that. I think the audience 
find that interesting, you know? Yeah, absolutely. I'm pumped. Yeah. I, I feel like I want, I feel like David, this is awesome. Against Goliath. <laughs> yes. A young black David. That's me. Yes. With his slingshot and five stones. Yes. You, you took down Goliath. You were ready for his brothers. You were good to go. YouTube, Facebook. Let's go. Let's do it. Does this mean we've been having a lot more views than I thought we were having? I don't know. We're, yes, we YouTube. just got a voice off, yeah, off yeah, the side. Yeah, we need to introduce, we need to introduce the voice. So the way that the, the show Santa works. Santa loving voice. <laughs> the way that the show works is that uh, Creighton introduces a topic. Better watch out. It's my <laughs> job to turn that topic into a Bible Better study. Uh, I have four friends that are here to help me do that. Uh, working from my right to left, we've got Nicholas Monty. Nick, welcome. Hi. I love Christmas. I know you do. And it's been a couple of weeks since you've been on the show. Had some things going on. Yeah. Uh, you doing all right? Doing good. Doing, doing good. good. Thanksgiving. I mean, if Justin, you, you made a great statement that if you don't love baby Jesus, you don't like any, any part of Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> you know, you got to love baby Jesus. So we've got Nick Monty. We've got <laughs> Deal Daddy Derek. <laughs> yup. I'm all about baby Jesus. What hat is that? That is a weird looking hat. This is a Winston White Realty. Oh, that's your buddy, yep. right? Yeah. Chase is uh, Winston White Realty and Realty Associates, Winston White Realty. So free uh, free ad ad time right there. Yeah, absolutely. There you go. Yeah, no, uh, Winston White Realty is what this says. If you guys are looking for a home, trying to sell your home, Winston White Realty. There Man, you go. He hates people who can't say W's and R as well, huh? Winston White Wheel Winston White Wheel Winston White Wheel, 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 wheel <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so Winston's White Wheel Cool Wheel Wheel White Wheel So Spice Daddy, how you be? Oh, it's almost Christmas. I, I do <laughs> like your hat. You've got a uh, a Chief Nakahoma hat. Yeah, so it's Chief Nakahoma wearing night vision goggles. Now you explain so. to me kind of the backstory to this, right? Yeah, so I'm kind of in the firearms industry right now, so I'm, I have a lot of friends. You're not kind uh, of in the firearm and, industry. Uh, You're very much you sell guns for a living. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, I know a lot of people in the, so one of my buddies runs a, uh, he teaches fire, does firearms training and, uh, they're doing a thing called Atlanta range day where, and this is our logo it's chief Nakahoma wearing night vision goggles. So. See a lot of, awesome. a lot of Braves fans don't have any idea who chief Nakahoma is. You had, you had to have been the greatest kind of like, mascots of all uh, time of any MLB team. You had yes, to be born is. and raised in Atlanta and go to, you'd had, you'd had to go to Braves games at Fulton County Stadium. Uh -huh. That's what they call it when you hit a home run, Nakahoma. Well, but we had as our mascot <laughs> Chief Nakahoma. It was Chief uh -huh. Nakahoma. And as a kid, I remember being really scared of Chief Nakahoma because he would fire the cannon at a home run. And it was super light. I don't know why there was an Indian uh -huh. firing a cannon. Because you knocked a homer. Okay. No, I got that, Derek. <laughs> uh, anyway, anyway. Kyle, welcome to the show. Hello. Also, Christmas season hater. Here. Yeah, yeah. Your wife shut you down though by the very end of the uh, of, of the last episode that you really don't have much of a say in your household when it comes to to Christmas time. Uh, I'm not participating in Christmas yet, but my house is decorated. But your already. house is decorated. <laughs> uh, your Hold house on. is decorated. Uh, uh, I do have through, a joke. I do have a joke. Uh, I would just like to. Uh, I would like to, to help my battle buddy out. He did win a win a battle on Sunday. It was due to his son being bad. Oh yeah, but he did he did push it off mm -hmm. by one day. One day, one day. <laughs> which I appreciate. Well done. So sir. did you punish your son by Christmas is delayed a day because of your bad behavior? We were going to get a tree, and it just wasn't wasn't going smoothly. So we said no tree. We're not going to decorate the tree today. You know, be good. We'll do tree tomorrow. And then you know, once mom went to cool off, me and Killian high fived and. <laughs> so, the, so let's do this again tomorrow boy i love it so much i've been listening to christmas music since october we That's had that horrible uh, we, we, July, ate, we had that we had that gumbo July. we had the gumbo uh potluck at church so mm. uh, i put together a cajun playlist which included me researching cajun christmas songs oh to put goodness. in that playlist. a whole new genre you didn't great. even know existed <laughs> right it was pretty cool. I was yeah. pretty yeah. like a deep dive into Cajun music. So like, I do, I do have a joke for you guys. I, right. I, I say a joke, kind of a bit of a riddle. Oh. Uh, this is my son Theodore brought this to my attention today, and I was like, Theo, that's pretty funny. Uh, so, what time of the year? That's a little unknown fact, biblical trivia. What time of the year did Adam and Eve sin? What time of the year did they eat the fruit? The yeah, fall. Uh, <laughs> uh, no. Yeah. 
the fall. That's the time of the year. It was it was the fall. You get it? Oh, get it? Yeah. yeah, you get it? Dude, that, was that good. takes me back that to was sitting good. in like church with your dad preaching. Oh, no, that Theodore, is a Sandy Adams. Theodore, get, from. Theodore gets his humor, I think, from Sandy Adams. Yeah. So, you, you might laugh, but somebody out there, like, you're going to find yourself dropping that joke on somebody <laughs> at some point. At some point. When did Adam, what time of the year did Adam and Eve sin? I was like, Theo, what are you talking about? He goes, the fall. I was like, oh, I see what you did. <laughs> oh, wow. I good. see what oh, you did. You got funny. me again. You're so dad already. So Creighton. <laughs> yeah. So Creighton, what are we talking about tonight? What is what is the topic at hand? That is a wonderful question. And do we have uh, any comments online yet? Um, let me check. Anybody saying hello? Uh, we have no comments so far. Um, so we're just going to move on to the, yeah, go for it. Drop the topic. And I am actually not dropping the topic. You're not dropping the topic. I am not. I'm we going to switch to volley. Uh, over to to uh, Deal Daddy over We're there. We're giving Deal He's Daddy Derek the topic. <laughs> you are going to strike two. What? We're going to strike two today. Yeah, we're going to get something about the Liver King. No. <laughs> we definitely getting strike one though. Oh, All right. So the decriminalization of psychedelics has been pretty crazy in the past couple of years. It first started in like Colorado. Of they're introducing psychedelics like psilocybin, using it for like medical use and stuff. But now it's gone a whole lot more. Where like Oregon has made it legal in this past year. Shrooms, they did it in right? Twenty as well. Shrooms? Yeah, psilocybin, shrooms, but they've been practicing on like LSD. But now the thing that interests me is ayahuasca. Ayahuasca is found in the Amazon. They pair it with something else. They usually make it out of a tea or they'll. Uh, is this pair it the with thing like, that Aaron Rodgers, the quarterback from Green Bay? I think so. Yeah. That he, that so, he, so. Okay. Yeah. He yeah, had so, like a workaround where it wasn't actually a technical banned substance. They just have to come to you. It's not technically like it, it's just a whole lot you of You can't seek it out, but they have to bring this. it to you. The only thing that made me curious about this is that they have to go through these ayahuasca rituals and stuff. And the way you have to have a shaman guide you or whatever, but at the end of it, all these people, they could be healed from traumas or whatever that they're going through, sorting it out. They may have completely different experiences with how they deal with it. But the thing that interested me is that oftentimes with some of the hallucinations, they were group hallucinations. They were not all individual. Some of them were, but a lot of them were like, no, I saw this too. Oh, I saw this too in the exact same way. So I was thinking... There's the spiritual realm that operates as well, too. Does this thing really split open a hole into the spiritual realm? And because it'll affect their life and stuff. And if you even go back to where the Nephilim were here, too, and the, the influence that they had on the societies at the time. If this is true as Christians, how should we a view that kind of thing and b if that is real, address it to someone who has experienced that kind of thing and the, that they are opening themselves up to that type of influence. How should we deal with that? <laughs> Creighton, this is what this is this is this is what we've done tonight. Yes. This is what we've yeah, yeah, done yeah. tonight. Yeah, yeah. You sprung the shroud of turn on me. I'm springing yeah. ayahuasca uh, on you. No, you're not. It's, no, you're not. You're not eye. springing that on me. You're springing Deal Daddy Derek on me. <laughs> who's springing that on me? You're, oh, yes, you're, yes, yes, yes. So does that kind of like I can try? And okay, no, 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 no. I, th I think I've got. I think I've got at least a a, a general idea of what the question is. So, mm -hmm. so with that in mind, if there's any point where I'm going a direction that might not be relevant to the question, mm -hmm. you're going to have to bring me back in. Well, that can even open up into like alien abductions and them experiencing things. Are those demons or are they not? Okay. Okay. So, so really we can go anywhere is what yeah. you're saying. Yeah. Because I like where this yeah, is going. That's what I'm saying. Okay. It's kind of broad, but just on the specifics of the psychedelic realm, this is like somewhat kind of new, but they're going through these guides Firstly, that kind of throws me off. If anything else has to guide you through something other than the Lord, doesn't really make a whole lot okay, of sense. Let Divination me get, type thing. Let me get to like the very specific question that you asked before before we kind of go down a rabbit hole where yeah. God knows where where we end up. Oh, you mean the simple question of does it split open the spirit realm? Yeah. Well, and and also <laughs> so like okay, uh, you, I'll even go back to even something more specific that you mentioned a group hallucination. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> that. Hallucination, like you, it is impossible to have a group hallucination. Exactly by very by its very definition, because 
the actual chemicals that are happening within the brain are, are pulling very specific images, memories. Um, it's pulling things that are already archived in your own gray matter, which is why, like, for example, people will say that the resurrection of Jesus, like when Jesus first appeared to the, to the, well, I guess it wasn't 12, but the, the, it was 10 because Thomas wasn't there, but he first appeared in the upper room, right? And then he appeared to them again. And then, you know, the, the appearances of Jesus, that it was a group hallucination. The, the problem with that is that, again, um, the, the, we have no um, evidence of group hallucinations happening from just a very physiological standpoint, mm-hmm. just because of the way that hallucinations function, the way that they originate within the brain. So when someone's describing a group hallucination, um, they're not hallucinating. They're actually experiencing something that's real. Mm-hmm. Uh, for example, going back to the biblical analogy of Jesus. Okay, so they're not having this group hallucination because they're all seeing the same thing, Jesus. So what's happening? Well, <laughs> they're seeing Jesus. They're actually encountering the resurrected Jesus Christ. Um, so they're all having the same experience rooted in reality. Now, there's no evidence, there's no documentation that they were on peyote or or anything else that, that spawned this type of a a hallucination. The biblical account is that Jesus appeared and they had the same experience because it was an act. It was rooted in reality. So when, when you're talking about a group hallucination, a, we don't, we we know that's not hallucination. So what's happening, even if it's induced, let's say chemically. Mm -hmm. So everybody in the group took LSD. Maybe I need to clarify too, a little bit on a couple of the group studies different studies if they were done an hour apart with different people they still saw the same exact thing so um, it wasn't well, necessarily I mean, all group is more of like a bunch of people all saw the same thing experienced it in the same way even that, that can that can be i can comment on that okay i don't know if i'm the right place or right time to bring it up but like i've i've had my experience with with things that cause hallucinations before and i've done it in groups before and had similar quote unquote hallucinations, but being in a right frame of mind afterwards, looking back on it, I would say that um, those kind of things could probably be linked more to um, having an experience individually. And then the conversations afterwards, group things, definitely have credibility talking about describing things in a way where you say, yeah, that was kind of like what I was, was experiencing. And that's what, you know, and you input on it and they say, yeah, that was kind of like what I saw. Probably definitely not the same hallucinations, but yeah, that's you what, can kind of draw things together. You through. can draw things yeah. together. Well, let's, let's like, let's again, step outside of the realm of the hallucination mm-hmm. and let's talk about like what, what could be potentially real. Cause, cause my whole point is that if it is similar, then I would say it's not a hallucination. It's an experience with something that's real. Hence, People want to say, well, the disciples of Jesus had a hallucination and saw the resurrected Jesus because they all were anticipating that. You don't have the same hallucination. So you, you, you're then left to draw the conclusion that, that the experience that they had was actually based in something that was real. Mm-hmm. It was Jesus. Now, carrying that forth into, okay, well, we have a group hallucination. We all see the same thing. Is it the hallucination or is the LSD, the peyote, whatever it happens to be, is it the gateway into something real that everyone is actually experiencing? Now, you get into psychedelics um, and you study the history of these things, which I haven't done in like, like I'm not a scholar on it. No, but I, but, this is but at the same time, there there is a long track record um, of hallucin- hallucinogenics being used in occultic practices, uh, dating back millennia, you know, dating back even to ancient Egypt and whatnot, where hallucinations... Uh, hallucinogenics were used as as a gateway into the spiritual realm. Um, I, I absolutely 100% believe uh, that, that that is the case and that that can actually happen, that a lot of the things that people... I had a buddy of mine. I'll give you an example. <clears throat> I grew up with him in church, um, spent years with him, grew up. Um, when we were both in high school, he's a year older than me. <clears throat> he got into the rave scene. And just totally disappeared from church. Ended up running away from home. Just disappeared. Dropped off the planet in like 10th grade. 
Well, he got, I mean, way deep into the rave scene. And, um, you know, was taking, you know, E, all kinds of stuff, you know, partying. Well, he ended up showing up at home one night, um, freaked out, uh, asked, could he come home? <laughs> they let him in, rededicated his life to the Lord. And, and he said that what ended up happening is that he was with a group of friends. <clears throat> they all they all took LSD. Uh, no, it wasn't LSD, it was acid. Same thing. Is it the same thing? Similar. Yeah, the similar, yeah, okay. Similar, same, similar effect, maybe subtle differences. But took acid. Dropped acid, is that the phraseology? That is yeah, the, yeah. the phrase. That's the phrase. It shows you uh, the extent we'll of, of, tab, my, of my understanding. Um, and he ended up having this absolutely horrifying interaction with a demon that came into the room. He had a bad trip came into the room, was trying to, to take him captive and take him to hell. Mm. Thought he was going to die. Thought he was going to die, go to hell. And it was a demon. And, when he, and when, he, when he woke up, he immediately left, went home, rededicated his life. It was, that was the last time he ever did, uh, did drugs. Yeah. Um, and, and he's convinced that it wasn't just a bad trip, but that it was a gateway into the supernatural realm and, and what he was having a real experience and, and not, not maybe in the physical realm, but in the psychological and the, in the, um, the spiritual realm. Yeah. Well, think it, about the fruit that God told Adam and Eve not to eat of as soon as they did. Bam. Wasn't that not a bad trip? You just realized your sin nature or you now sin nature realize you're naked. That's a bad trip. Well, you, you curse the rest of humanity. Well, I think there's a third option too. I, I think it, I think the devil and, and his angels are opportunists. So mm-hmm. once you start getting into this stuff, it kind of opens you up because a lot of these drugs, like you said, have been used throughout history in religious rites, mm-hmm. and, and, and so they know this, they're smart, that they're going to use this opportunity to get you for a lack of better yeah. <laughs> terms. Take I mean, advantage yeah. of it. Yeah. Yeah, take, take advantage, advantage of, of it. Weekend. So I, mean, well, I, I don't know if it, it tears open a, a hole in reality, but mm-hmm. I think it, it gives them the opportunity to convince you that it is. Mm-hmm. Well, I think there's a bigger, a bigger concept that, that maybe should be addressed um, that's related to it. And, and it's something that I think our, our society is largely blind to um, blind, if not ignorant of. And that is, that is the fact that there does exist around us a very real spiritual realm, a, a realm that is as real as, as our reality. Um, Paul says in Ephesians six that we, as Christians, we don't, we don't wrestle in the physical. He says, he says our battle, the reason we need to arm up is that is that we battle, uh, not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against spirits, against the, the rulers of the darkness of this age. He goes on this list of things, uh, that are very real, very much around us that, that there are angels around us, but then there are fallen angels also known uh, well, fallen angels, and then there are demons, which I think there's a bit of a, 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 a distinction of. Um, but th- but there are real powers around us, and there's evidence of this power within the Scripture. And again, kind of part of this is to try to make it a bit of a Bible study to at least go back to Scripture for the basis of the things that we're talking about. And there's and there's two two stories in particular that I think demonstrate uh, the very real reality of the spiritual realm, and I think their connection even to occultism and and maybe possibly. Uh, their connection to psychedelics. Um, first, you know, you go back to Egypt. You know, the children of Israel been in Egypt for 400 years. This family of 70 that had migrated there to escape famine has now grown into a nation of people um, under the rule, under the thumb of Egypt. God raises up Moses, long story, um, <clears throat> to lead his people out of captivity. So Moses uh, goes back to Egypt, you know, and he has these, these exchanges with Pharaoh. And Moses is kind of, he's a very resistant deliverer. You know, he, he comes up with all the excuses he can as to why uh, he's the wrong person for the job. Um, you know, I, I stutter. Well, I'm going to send you Aaron, your brother. He'll be your, your spokesman. Well, well, what do I say? What do I say when I get there? Well, you tell them I am that I am sent you, you know, on and on and on. And, and well, what do I do? Uh, you know, how do I demonstrate the reality that, that, that you, I have your anointing. He's like, well, you see that staff, right? You cast down that staff, it'll become a serpent. You pick up the, the serpent, it becomes a staff. Good trick. 
real in the sense of what's actually happening. Well, when <clears throat> Moses shows up to Pharaoh and Pharaoh's like, who, I mean, like, forget you, man. Like, like, who has given you the authority to be even the spokesman of these people? Well, Moses, what happens? He throws down his rod. And the rod, as God had promised, turns into this serpent. Wow. I mean, I don't know if you've ever gone out hiking and <laughs> taken a stick and thrown it down, turned into a serpent. That's a pretty good demonstration of supernatural power, correct? Yeah. Well, Pharaoh doesn't blink at it, does he? Mm-mm. Instead, he turns to the sorcerers. And again, if you study the term sorcerers, the pharmakia, like like there's, there's um, even within the, the language, the words itself, References to drug use. Makes sense, yeah. And in the occult, occultic practices, dark magic is another way that we would we would we would phrase it. And so Pharaoh doesn't blink. Okay, cool. That your your you know your staff turns into a snake, turns to a sorcerer, and they do the same. But they do it. That's the crazy part of the story. Is like these non-believers, these pagan sorcerers that are are steeped in the occult, that are worshiping demons fallen angels and whatnot that are, are steeped in these type of really dark, dark practices. There's a demonstration of actual black magic power for their rods turn into serpents as well. Now the power of God transcends and eats the other ones, right? The other, the other story. And again, we, we read through that and it's like, well, don't, don't miss the obvious. There's actual power in the demonic realm. Like there are forces that can do in our our physical realm what we perceive to be the supernatural. Throughout, throughout, I'll give you three. This, the third, before I go back to the second, is is just all throughout the New Testament. I mean, one of the things. So we're we're going through Matthew, and one of the things I just going back through a gospel again. Kyle, you you teach the youth, so I mean, you're you're working your way through things, but like. I've taught through Mark, I've taught through Luke, I've taught through John, I've taught through Matthew before. Teaching through Matthew again. And it's like, I'm again just blown away. I've taken Bible college classes on these books. I'm just shocked at how much demonology exists. Yeah, demons are mentioned a lot. A ton. And not just not just in the, the like, um, oh, well, we're trying to explain natural psychosises using spiritual terminology, but like actual... Like I'm studying for for this Sunday, where this demon, this boy is being tormented by this demon. His dad brings the child to the disciples. They can't heal the child, and so they 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 come to Jesus and they're like, "We can't, we can't do anything about this." And Jesus rebukes them, calls them a faithless generation, perverse, and then and then he casts the demon out, and then he kind of offhandedly is like, "You know, the, the disciples are like, well, why weren't we able to do that?" And he was like, "Oh, well, that this kind." Uh, will only come out through prayer and fasting. Now we're going to unpack some of some of that on Sunday, so I'm not going to get too far ahead. But the word "kind" is like uh, this tribe, like it's genos. It's like Jesus is affirming like a tribe of demons. Like there's so Amazing. much about demons and and that that we just we are ignorant of, we lose sight of that we that we dabble in without knowing it. Another example, and this was the second of the three is that scene where Saul is at the end of his life, King Saul. And, and he, his, his true north had always been, even when Saul's like completely lost and doing all the wrong things, he, he would always go back to Samuel, you know, the prophet Samuel. You know, try to get some guides, try to get back on the right path, try to get the right direction. Where everything's falling apart around Saul. Samuel's dead. Samuel has died. He's, he's gone off the, he's, he's off the scene. Nathan has taken his place. And Saul consults a medium, which is completely forbidden. He goes outside of Israel. This this is a pagan. It's a sorcerer. And this sorcerer is actually able to conjure up what appears to be Samuel. And Samuel talks to Saul. That's how it's recorded. Now, I don't believe that it's him. It could have been Samuel. God could have given some clearance. We do see uh, the the appearance of, of Moses and Elijah in the transfiguration. So could it have been Samuel? Could have been but that would have only been by the allowance of God. But but whether it's a demon or actually Samuel, there is this real thing that happens, right? And so getting back to what, what, what I would just really caution people for, like there's one thing to have an hallucination caused by, 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 by prescribed medication. I can speak to that. 
I've hallucinated more this year than any of you. <laughs> um, being in the hospital, man, I had weird. Uh, some of it was medically, uh, uh, chemically induced. Some of the medicines that I was on caused me to hallucinate. I remember uh, Jessica and I were watching New Girl in the hospital, and I fell asleep um, while we were watching it. And then I woke up, and New Girl was still on, but it was super slow mo. And like, I couldn't tell if I was in the dream, if I was in the show, if I was outside of the show. And then I looked down and I had like excavators and like loaders on my chest moving. And I'm looking at Jessica and I'm like, is there heavy machinery on my chest right now? And she goes, no. And I was like, is the TV on slow-mo? And she's like, you need to go back to sleep. Um, But I remember, I remember it like vividly. Like I had all kinds of, of, I woke up in the middle of the night convinced that there was a dead baby in my bed freaked me out. I could see it bloody eyes and blood coming out of his mouth, the whole thing. So I'm like clacking like a duck. Cause I got his trach in. I can't, I can't yell out. Can't talk. So I'm like trying to get someone's attention. Cause there's a dead baby. This poor nurse comes running in and uh, she, she flips on the light. She's like, what's going on? And, you know, to the best of my ability, I was like, there's a dead baby in my bed. It's under the covers. There's a dead baby. So she patiently like, okay, well, let's find him. You know, she, she pulls back the covers and I'm looking around, you know, and I was like, she goes, I don't, I don't see the baby. And, and I go, I go, I go, it must not have been dead. You know, it got up and ran <laughs> off. Like, you know, but it was as real, it was as real as, so I get, I All get. All nurses deserve raises. <laughs> don't get me on that. Don't, don't, that's, you're, you're, you're egging me into a topic that we shouldn't go into. But my point is like, so there's a chemical thing that I think happens within the brain. Part, part of my situation was delirium because I had been in a room without light and I had been in a coma uh, for over a month. And then, so I had no idea when it was daylight, when it was nighttime, when I should be sleeping, when I wasn't. So I just slept and then I would be awake and then I'd sleep and then I'd be awake. I had no like basis of like where I was, what time it was. It was, it was a really terrible place to be the hospital. It's a type of torture. It is bad. It's, it's real bad. And then, and then you start, you, you have visions and when you're on, uh, I won't go into the list of medication. Um, I mean, there, there was also, chem, there was the, the delirium, but then there was also a medical um, you know, the side effect of certain medicines are hallucinations. Um, and so, so there is, there is that end of things. Okay. Understand no problem. But then there is another, there's the recreational use. Um, Nick, you were about to I jump I was just going to ask, would you say dreams or dreams would be on the same scale as psychedelic stuff that would like what we're kind of talking about Would would dreams still kind of fall underneath that category? So dreams are, dreams are an interesting thing. Um, dreams, there's a lot about dreams that we don't understand, that we don't know. Um, the brain, the brain does a weird thing when you sleep. Mm-hmm. Uh, the brain shuts down certain things, but other things have to keep going. Like you got to keep breathing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So like the brain has the ability, like when you sleep, that it like compartmentalizes, it shuts down parts of the body, it keeps other, other parts going in like a backup generator type of a thing. And then as a result, you end up with like chemical connections and neurons and things that are happening within the brain that you get these, these memories that are firing. You get, um, you get weird, some weird things that happen. Um, again, that's not medically or chemically induced. Um, it's just kind of the residual neural connectivity that's still active within the brain as to the best of our ability. Now, what's crazy in dreams can be a whole nother topic is that, is that God can speak to us through dreams. God can actually, if they're talking about psychedelics working in spiritual, I'm like dreams can same thing. Yeah. That's why I asked that question. Yeah. No, I think that's an interesting connection, but, but you would have, but here's the thing about dreams you would have. And I think this is where it would blend. You have on one aspect, you have dreams that happen naturally. Um, but then you also have, you have dreams that don't happen naturally that are used by God to articulate revelation. Um, and you would say, oh, well, that's just an old Testament thing. Well, it's true that, that we predominantly see it in the old Testament from Daniel to Joseph. You, know, you see, you see dreams, <clears throat> jo- uh, Jacob, you know, had a dream, um, that God was, that God used to articulate a particular truth, um, revelation that God can reveal things. And then we're, we're told predictively. Uh, that in the in the end times, uh, old men will have visions and young men will dream dreams. 
uh, that God will will articulate and communicate and reveal uh, using natural processes in a supernatural way. So what we're also talking about here is natural natural things um, that can be used as a gateway to supernatural things. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I would really caution anyone. So so there's there is there is a truth that Christians cannot be possessed by demons. And the reason they can't be possessed by demons is because you're already possessed. You're possessed by the Holy Spirit. Like that is the entire idea of regeneration is that I am filled with the spirit of the living God. I'm possessed. I'm possessed by God himself. Um, so I'm possessed by the Holy Spirit, meaning that what fellowship does light have with darkness? Does Christ with Belial? Like I'm already occupied and thus there's no room to be possessed by a demon because I'm possessed by the Holy Spirit and greater is he that's in me than he who's in the world. We're told in the scriptures. That being said, Christians could absolutely be oppressed. And if you're not filled with the Holy Spirit, you can be possessed, which is where I think hallucinations like hallucinogenics, taking drugs in a recreational format. If you're, if you're a non-believer, I think it's a very dangerous thing because I do think it can be a gateway. It can open a portal to use your, your vernacular um, into not only the demonic realm, but into the possession realm. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you see a lot of that when you when it comes to, like, if you go to the third world, um, I, I've been to Haiti, um, you have voodoo, like hardcore voodoo, where people are, like, walking around like zombies possessed. Um, and, and a lot of that stuff is is accompanied by narcotics, by drugs, by hallucin- uh, hallucinogenics. Um, it opens up a portal, a gateway to the, to your own, to your own, your own being for possession. But even Christians that would want to dabble in certain things, I do think it'll open up you up for not just for, let's say possession, but for oppression. Mm -hmm. Um, again, my friend that I, that I mentioned in high school, he was a believer. He just was a prodigal. You know, he, he, he went off into the world. Do I think he could have been possessed? No, but that's not the experience that he had. He was uh, oppressed. He got attacked in a very radical, real, gnarly type of a way uh, that I think God used to bring him back. Um, so I, I do think that there is a grave danger to um, to experimentation with these things. Uh, we're we're in a society where um, we we look at these things recreationally. We want to say for medicinal purposes, but I think that there's a real a real psychological, spiritual dimension to these things. I do think they open up portals into, into the world around us. Um, and I think it's dangerous taking it one step further. And this might get controversial, but I think, I think we run into a lot of these issues when we're talking about not psychedelics in, in the way that you're framing, um, but psychosis medication, mm-hmm. uh, medications that are, that are prescribed to deal with um, chemical imbalances but, but we're learning a lot more about the fact that you really shouldn't screw with any brain chemistry because we have no idea what we're doing. Um, there was a, a recent study that came out about um, man, one of the big drugs. Uh, Creighton, you might, you might be able to pull this up. One of the big drugs that, that like 30% of America has been prescribed uh, for depression issues. Zoloft. I forget the name of the medicine, so I don't. I don't want to throw it out and be accused by YouTube of misinformation. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, but the, but the, the, a big study came out in England that showed that it actually does nothing. That it's it's actually counterproductive, and so there's a lot of things that we think we know that we don't know. When you start messing with brain chemistry, that that's one of the the ironies. Is like there's no artificial chemical. Um, every chemical that does something in the brain is because the chemical already exists in the brain. Like God created the brain in a very radical, really, really impressive way to not just enable us to deal with our thoughts and not only just to deal with emotions, but also to interact with the spiritual. And when you start messing with that chemistry, intentionally or not, um, you start messing with emotion, how you deal with the physical, but also how you interact with the spiritual. So it, it all it all kind of ties to the same. Creighton, you were... Yeah, so the it was SSRIs, which uh, SSRIs, are um, yes. something serotonin reuptake inhibitors. It's a type of drug that it's, it gives controls you serotonin. the serotonin in your brain. Um, and I've just googled it. I'm not certain. YouTube. It, it's crazy. Know. It's it's There's crazy stuff. Apparently, some doubt being thrown on SSRIs, <laughs> which is crazy. Which is amazing. Because I, people I saw have been taking SSRIs for 
30, 40 years, and it's been a big thing. Like that, I didn't know that those were being called into question. Big, That's wild. Big time. No, it's very wild, which which we can research and do, do a little yeah, bit. Yeah, that more. might be another episode. Yeah. But so, so Derek, before we get back to your question and you kind of interject and kind of explain what, what you're thinking, again, I'm trying to take a kind of a crazy topic. Yeah. It creates some, some, a lane here. Uh, Kyle, Spice Daddy, Nick, you guys got any anything you want to add? Same with you, Creighton. Yeah, I got something. Yeah, jump um, in. Because we've mentioned Portal specifically, something came to my mind, and you can call me out if I'm wrong on remembering this. I don't remember who it was or where it is. I think it's with Lazarus. But isn't there a scene in the scripture where there actually is kind of a portal that opens up, and somebody looks up, and they see Lazarus up and away, and he says he wants a drop of water? Or oh, that's what? not Lazarus the dead man. That's Lazarus the, Lazarus. the rich man. Yeah. That's yeah, yeah, that's yeah, Jesus that's in, telling Jesus telling a story. Okay, okay, and 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 it's they're they're dead. Um, Lazarus, the rich man, is mm-hmm. in Hades, and the poor man, who he treated poorly, is in paradise, and and he can see across the divide. Okay, um, but that's talking about the the um, the heavenly spiritual realm after death before. The crucifixion. Mm-hmm. That being said, I do have. Well, I can give you an example though of an actual portal. Okay, right. Yeah. Do that's it. What I was thinking. Is Stephen? <laughs> yeah. Mm. So Stephen is being stoned to death. End of Acts seven. He looks to heaven and heaven parts, and there's a portal to heaven, and he sees his, he sees Jesus standing, and it affects him in the real world <coughs> or the physical. Another world. another world. portal. Uh, Saul persecuting the church is on his way to Damascus, and a portal opens, blinds him. The other people present hear a voice. They can't see anything. Um, it's this radical moment where Jesus, you know, appears on earth to Saul of Tarsus and says, why are you persecuting me? You know, it's hard to kick against the goads, you know, and it's Jesus, you know, appearing to, to who would become Paul. So again, portal, you can go to, here's a, probably an even more radical example within the New Testament context. This is not even just, this is not even to talk about Daniel's experiences, mm-hmm. which are many, mm-hmm. uh, multiple chapters worth. The whole book of Revelation begins with a portal opening in chapter one while John's on the island of Patmos um, to see into not just the spiritual realm, but the future. Uh, So so we see a lot of these things happening within Scripture. The question then becomes, well, can they happen now? And can they happen in the negative? Right, is the... My question is, like, you know, you talked about the, 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 the pharaohs, sorcerers who were able to to match... Moses's trick until Moses's trick, you know, overwhelm their trick. If it, if God can use portals, can Satan also use these portals with the help of, of your drugs or whatever? Is yeah. it something where it's like, cause we know that Satan likes to copy what God can do. And portal so, doesn't you know? have to be the specific word. Like that's just kind of what I meant. Word. Yeah. I agree. But I'm like, <laughs> Let me give you another, as far I, as the sense of our own understanding of like, opening up into a different realm. I'll give you another portal. portal. How, about, how, about yeah. the, how about the finger of God uh, in Babylon? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Riding on the wall to, in Belshazzar's party. Like you're all about to die. What and about, they do. What about yeah. men like tree walking or men like trees walking with the, the, the progressive okay. slash regressive yeah. miracle. The, the re, okay, so so there's this. That's a great example. So there's this this miracle where Jesus, um, he heals this blind guy, puts mud on his eyes, etc. He goes, he washes his eyes out, and he sees quote men like trees, and so Jesus has him wash again, and then he can see clearly. And people will say, oh, it's a progressive miracle. He couldn't see really well. Step one, he had to wash again, and then he could see fine. I have a completely different take on that. Oh, I watch think, too much. Do it again. <laughs> I, I think I think he saw into the spiritual realm. I think he had full full line of sight, which is a whole different topic because we can get into the type of cones we have in our eyes, what we're allowed to see, and 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 the things that we can't see that other animals can. Yeah. Like we only have the ability to see in a three dimensional realm. You get to like what is it the 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 shrimp the jumbo shrimp I forget what shrimp it is. They can Mantis see like shrimp. eight dimensions. Like can see eight different cones, eight different colors, infrared. They see a bunch of co- they see like sixteen million times the number of colors we they see, see or something. Things, it's but, ridiculous. But they see things that we don't have the physical ability to see. Yes. And what's crazy, what's crazy is they talked about like being able to to take those that DNA, those cones, and implant them onto a human eye. So say, then can you we make could shrimp eyeglasses. So then you could see what the shrimp sees. To me, it's like I, I do think that there's this this element where 
again, we're, we're very blind to all that's around us. Um, I think some of that's intentional. Yeah. I think we're, we're called to, to walk by faith, not by sight. Mm-hmm. Um, not that the two are mutually exclusive, but that there is an element of faith in, in the way that we progress through the world and our cognitive understanding of like, I need to walk in the spirit because I'm navigating things that I can't see, but I've got to be sensitive to. Well, a good example of that was it, was it uh, Ezekiel or a servant? Saw the wheels? No, a servant. Uh, was it Ezekiel or Elijah? Basically, it's like, they're being attacked, and he's just like, Lord, open up his eyes, and he saw the oh, Eli- oh, the battle Elijah. Yeah, Elijah yeah. yeah. I think that's a good example. Like, yeah. It's, it's, but I think what, what Satan does is I don't think he, he could appear at any time. That's obvious that because he does that. I think he uses the psychedelic drugs to enhance or capture more likely somebody because once you get into that and you start seeing certain stuff, you stay there and you're choosing to open yourself up to right. that too. Once you do it, like yeah. you're making the contract to say, yeah, I will do this. No, so I then mean, now you're you go in and you see a demon yeah. or something that that's probably going to freak you out. Like your friend did, you know, and you're not going to want to keep doing it. Yeah. Well, and there's a good reason, you know, there's a good reason that everybody, not I say everybody, most of the people that have ever done like hard, hard psychedelics like that, you know, They'll tell you, yeah, man, my my outview on life and the world is just completely different now. Like, you know, our eyes might be opened up to something along with whatever chemical changes are happening along with it. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah I, I agree for sure. So back to you, Derek, just in the sense of the the, the question itself. Um, is that the angle that you, that you were looking for? Did that answer kind of the question? Yeah, kind of. I mean, it explained it a lot of different points and just opened it up a little bit more. So, yeah, for sure. And I kind of just brought it up. It was more just an intriguing topic that I kind of thought of, like when they were talking about that and hearing different stuff. So it made me do a deep dive. I was like, yo, this is kind of crazy. So what's but the, this wh- many people are. What was the South American drug that, that was that you mentioned? I forget what it, it's ayahuasca. Oh, ayahuasca. Yeah. So I was watching a um, an interview with Aaron Rodgers. This is what I found to be really weird. And he was talking about you know, just his anxiety and his leadership ability and, and what has changed and, and how like his Zen and, and, and his center of balance and his ability to play quarterback and just be a man. And he, and he credits this, this thing, this experience that is, that is chemically induced and it has to be like, it's approved because it's a, it's a religious thing, Mm -hmm. but it has to be administered by a shaman, shaman, which to me is like culty. Yeah, exactly. It's it's it's, it's not just culty. It's it is culty. No, that's what mm-hmm. I said from the beginning. When you got to be led by a group by a shaman who's directing you through, I'm like, all right, well, that's red flag number one. <laughs> I mean, if that's you're through that point, one. yeah, no, all right, that should be that is a red flag, one of many, but no, absolutely. <laughs> and he talks about how it changed him. And things yeah. look, and I'm like, like a demon can still change you. Oh, well, I you can wonder, still be deceived. I wonder if he's possessed okay. his football. His football's gone downhill this oh, year. Terrible. Yeah. 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 I mean, it's the deception of being, it's good. not the broken it's thumb. A, it could be the demon possession. It's deception yeah. at first. And it's just the, the hook in there. Yeah. And then they start reeling you in. And once you, once you get that, get closer in, then it starts changing. I mean, it's like with everything with the people, the spirit guides. Yeah. They do a lot of like, uh, n- mental uh, uh, meditation kind of stuff. And they get these spirit guides and stuff like that. And the spirit guide goes through nice stuff. And then eventually they just kind of flip a switch. And all of a sudden you're hooked and you can't leave at that point. And they're no longer this nice spirit guide anymore. I I think the biggest, like God is the way and the truth and the life. No one comes through the Father except through me. Like so, anything other is divination, is deception, and but it's like it, when they've gone through that specific thing, how do you kind of open their eyes up? But it could just be having a conversation with them, and the Lord opens it up. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. We're like we're not susceptible to our own limits. The guy can do anything. But I just think that it's becoming so rampant, and people are like, oh, well, this healing, trauma, PTSD, and this kind of thing. It's like, but hold up, if this is doing a portal to the spirit realm and you're subjecting yourself to this, you're doing a whole lot more damage to yourself than you are healing any trauma that you may or may not have. Again, I think if, if we were to sum up the conversation with 
you know, if we, if we could put a bow on it, you know, just kind of wrap it up. Um, I think I think the the moral of this episode, the 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 big takeaway. Don't do drugs. Well, there's the, no. there's <laughs> the there's the don't do drugs <laughs> angle for sure. Test the spirits. But but I think it's yeah. even it's even broader than that. It is it is. Hey, there is. Um, there is a real, like there are real forces beyond the physical realm that don't just exist, but but want to influence control over your life, mm-hmm. um, and and they're competing, yeah. and they don't stand idly by. They're not going to just let you do your thing. Like they want a foothold. They want an influence. And there's either, there's either the spirit of Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and the things of God that want to possess you and lead you and guide you. That's why we're told to walk in the spirit. Like we're to live in the spirit and abide in the spirit um, and, and seek the spirit in decisions. Like uh, it's a lot of phraseology that you might associate with the occult and the way that we, we talk about it. Like I'm, I'm, I'm spirit filled. I'm guided by the spirit, you know. I'm walking in the spirit. Um, I, I'm exhibiting fruits of the spirit. Like, I'm washed in the blood. Mm-hmm. But but we talk about the spirit. And on the flip side to it, and this is the point that is very that's that's very important for people to understand. And I think the takeaway is that there is a counter force to that in the spiritual realm, very real, that also wants to possess you and lead you and 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 influence your walk and your life direction and wants to destroy you and everything you love, everything you care about. And it can be slick. It can be, it can, it can, it can mask itself in a certain way. But again, we're told that the enemy is like a lion roaring, searching. He wants to devour and destroy. He wants to steal, kill and destroy. And, and when you, when you open yourself up to these things um, again, we're just so ignorant of the realities that there is such a world beyond what we can see that is influencing everything around us. I got a question that kind of ties into this, but maybe it's for another. another we'll throw it uh, out there. We got a few minutes. Why? Why do they want to control? Why? Why did the this other force, Satan, his angels, demons? Why do they want to? I think. It, I think us, it's possess us. Be in I, charge of us. I think there's an easy example to that that doesn't need that doesn't necessitate a whole other episode. It's that humanity, contrary to the angels, were created in the image and likeness of God. And as a result, Satan Satan has wanted the worship of man. He's wanted to replace God. And he wants to mar God's creation. He wants to destroy the things that God made pure. Like there are two con- contradictory wills in this world for man. To abide as God had created us or to be, or to be destroyed and marred uh, and distorted. You know, it, Satan wants to destroy what God made good. He wants to sit on the throne of the Most High. Absolutely. And so, you know, the, the most valuable thing to God in this world is you. It's me. And so what, what will Satan attack? What will he go after? What will he want to seek to destroy? The very thing that God loves the most. God loves so much that he sent his only begotten son to die. God loves us more than he loves Jesus, which is a radical idea. But it's still true. We're his creation. You know, and so so why does Satan want to possess and destroy and rip off? Well, it's because it's because he knows that God loves us and he hates God. And when you when you hate God, you hate the things that God loves, which is people, you know? So Nick, you got anything? No, I mean that summed it up pretty well. Creighton, you got anything? No, I thought that was really good. I really enjoyed that. Well done. Well, this was uh, way you, to take the curveball. This was you uh, dropping Derek on me. Yes, let's uh, not make a habit. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Guys, thank you so much for being with me tonight. Absolutely. Well, thank you so much for watching the Outlaw Radio Show. If you are watching live again Wednesday nights at eight PM, we live stream the recording of a podcast that gets released on Thursday. So, if you're watching live, check out the podcast. It's available on Apple, Google, Spotify. If you are listening to the Outlaw Radio so show, maybe you're a subscriber to the podcast, uh, join us live. Uh, again, Wednesday nights at 8 p.m., so check out the live stream. Uh, Facebook, 
facebook.com slash the radio outlaw. And then you can get to our YouTube channel, uh, outlawradio.live, or you can just go and search the radio outlaw now on YouTube. We have the handle, which is wonderful. So thank you so much for joining me. See you guys next week. God bless.